at work, challenges with your health, challenges at home, life's crashes, life's ups and downs. And our church, we want to be a place where we're seeking to provide an environment where you can encounter your maker, where you can receive and feel his presence at times and give him the baggage of your week, give him the stuff that you're carrying. Uh, Over the next couple of months as I speak, I'm just going to talk about things that are on my kind of radar at the moment. And so today, I think there's some slides. I've done a slide, I've done a PowerPoint. It's amazing. It's amazing. I, <laughs> I've used all of my multimedia experience. <laughs> um, and I want to talk about, I want to talk about his power over the next few months. Whenever, whenever I get up, I'm going to talk about his power. And so I want to talk about his power and his pa- the power of his presence in us. And so and next time I want to talk about the power of his purity in us. Uh, so today we're just going to talk about his power. Um, we, as I was saying earlier, we want to be a community that genuinely and authentically displays who Jesus is. What would Jesus look like on earth? He would look like the church. And the Bible, the Bible calls Jesus the desire of the nations. And the more we represent him on earth, the more people want to know him. And it's clear, what's clear from Jesus' teachings, from the things that he tells us, is that uh, he's not only wanting his followers. He called his followers disciples. He's not wanting only his followers to believe, but also to do, to do the stuff. And to put his words and his actions into our own words and actions. We're to be a people of his presence. And then we're taking his presence and helping others to have an encounter with, with Jesus. Uh, John Wesley, the uh, famous, famous uh, theologian, church planter, Methodo- Methodist, writer, uh, writer of hymns. You can, the list goes on. And he said, I want the whole Christ for my saviour, the whole Bible for my book, the whole church for my fellowship, and the whole world for my mission field. And so here we unashamedly talk about Christ, the cross of Christ, what Christ has done for us. Uh, If you want to be a follower of Jesus, the best thing you can do is read your Bibles. Absolutely the best thing. If you want to be a follower, disciple of Jesus, the best thing you can do is read your Bibles. And the whole church, we're not meant to do this thing called Christianity on our own. We're to do it together with other people. And we're not just, Jesus didn't come, Jesus didn't die on the cross just to create nice meetings on a Sunday morning. He did it so that everyone, everywhere, every day could extend God's kingdom. And so we, we will go for this. Uh, there, there are a couple of scriptures that we feel are part of our church. And one is Matthew 10, Matthew 10, 8. And uh, I think the words can come up. Again, I've used all of the creative ways of doing PowerPoint. Uh, it's a kind of a grey, grey black. It's not quite black. It's kind of grey black. If those of you want to know, and uh, uh, this is our job description. I don't know whether you know, know this. Jesus gave us a job description. What were we to do while we we're on earth? And he said this: heal the sick, raise the dead, 
cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons, because freely you've received, now freely give. Give what you've received away. Uh, we believe in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God that has come near. And uh, Jesus' Jesus' teaching and his expectation was that his disciples, that they would do the stuff. They would do what Jesus had been doing. And that his expectation is that we would do the same. Anyone who calls themselves a follower or a disciple of Jesus, this is your job description. Uh, Jesus' expectation that the normal Christian life was that we would have a message and demonstrate that message with words and works. Uh, for those of, we talked about football, fantasy league earlier. For those of us who've got an interest in football, um, it's similar to when a new coach or a new manager comes into a losing team, like my team, and, and turns them around. A new manager comes in and turns them around. A new manager comes in and the team changes their, their culture. The team changes the way they do their training. A, a, a team changes their, their thinking. And I, I just want to say, Jesus is like... If, if you've never invited Jesus to be your Lord and Saviour, if you've never said, I want to follow, follow you, Jesus, I want to say, Jesus can give you a free upgrade today. I know the new iOS is probably coming out sometime soon. It's a free, Jesus can give you a free spiritual and emotional, mental, physical upgrade this morning. It's all free. Uh, he wants to come into the areas of your hurt... Uh, in, the, in the church, we talk about these kind of weird terms like disciple, sin, repentance. We talk about these kind of weird, weird phrases. Uh, sin is everything that we, we've done wrong before God. Everything that we've done wrong to others, everything we've done wrong to ourselves, everything that when we stand before our maker, so when I go toe-to-toe with my maker, all the things that I don't want him to, to show me. All the things that I don't want him to show me. The things that we've done wrong. And Jesus, uh, he comes to those area of, areas of sin, the areas of self-importance that we all have. And he comes to show you what life is like with him. If you would follow him. And the only requirement, so if you want this free, free upgrade, the only requir- requirement is that another weird term that we use, repent. And we're headed one way, and we're headed away from God. And repentance is just doing an about turn and headed towards God. Our trajectory is towards God. We may not have everything sorted. We may not... Anyone who goes to the gym. So I'm a little bit nervous about going to the gym because I think I, I should be more buff than I am if I, <laughs> if I go to the gym. And so I don't, I don't go to the gym because I think, well, everyone else is, like, pumping 50 pounds. They're doing all kinds of things. Nothing, or oh, I'm not like that. Some of us, we think we're not proper Christians because we've only just turned away and we're trying to, we're trying to struggle, we're trying to find out what, what life with Jesus is like. But it's all, the important thing is our trajectory. Jesus says, just come and follow me. Just come and follow me. And those things that we've had in the past, they'll, they'll just drop off. The only requirement is to repent. So again, if you've got sin in your life, if there are things that you're headed away from God, 
Today, just repent. Just turn towards God. We're walking one way and then we turn towards God. Uh, and once we do that, it's then clear what, what our, as we follow Jesus, this is what we're to do. Uh, as a church, we're, this is our sort of our bigger mission statement, if you like. We're seeking to rewrite the story of our community and love our city into life. We have a passion as a church to see every one of us, every day, everywhere, releasing, demonstrating and proclaiming the good news of Jesus in a way that leads our community into life. And so we want to be on a journey, continual journey of rescuing men and women and then discipling them. Uh, and so we're called to do this. Another, another funny phrase that we use in church, it's called, we're called to do the work of the evangelist. All of us are called to do the work of the evangelist. Uh, the, I love this. The order of the mustard seed, which was founded by Nicholas Ludwig von Zinzindendorf. It's good. Um, I'll just call him Brother Nick, if that's okay. He, the order of the mustard seed had these three guiding principles. And again, as if you've had enough, there's like one more slide. And, the, and it was just simply this. <laughs> it's amazing. I, I made it bigger. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> they had these three guiding principles. And it's just fantastic. Some great, great... If you want a mission statement for your life, you can't go wrong with this. Be kind to all people. Be kind to all people at work, in the gym, if you ever go, <laughs> at the bus stop, in the tube, while you're driving. Be kind to all people. Seek their welfare. And then thirdly, win them to Christ. If you want a mission statement for your life, you can't go wrong there. The original order of the mustard seed started in 1700. And they saw their society as a kind of a spiritual order. And they were de dedicated not to personal honour, not to kind of personal gain, but to the advancement of radical service of Christ, who was their king, Christ the king. And so Brother Nick and others went on to become the leaders of this Moravian renewal in, in Germany. And it was described, I was reading about it last night, it was described as one of the purest moves of the spirit in church history. Uh, our friend, Brother Nick, his commitment to be the kind of people that led him to accept religious refugees fleeing from, I think, modern-day Czechoslovakia, uh, Czech Republic, uh, to his, his estate in Helmut in Germany. And uh, interesting, talking about his, that, that movement, they started a prayer meeting in the early 1700s, and it lasted 100 years. So we've got a bunch of small groups starting, and um, we've got some prayer groups starting, and someone said to me the other day, when do they finish? <laughs> 2117, let's, let's go, let's, who knows? And so, uh, and so it's fantastic, this, um, they continued this prayer meeting day and night for 100 years, 24-7 prayer meeting for 100 years. And so this community became the centre of spiritual revival, which led to planting radical missional communities all over the world. And within five years, they sent out overseas missionaries to work among the slaves in the Caribbean. And these missionaries 
would offer themselves in replacement of the slaves. It's amazing, incredible. Because who else would reach those people groups? They just had this desire. Who are the people that most need Christ? The slaves in the Caribbean. So we'll, we'll give ourselves over to the slave owners so that these slaves could be free. Incredible. Um, let's go back to that, that uh, Matthew 10, 8. So as we talk about Christ's power, we then want to demonstrate Christ's power. And uh, we do this thing on a Sunday, every Sunday, we do this thing called another phrase, ministry time. It's another weird phrase that we only ever use in church. Imagine doing that in your boardroom next tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, you have a meeting. Uh, we're going to do some ministry time. After we've looked at our P&L report, we're going to do this thing called ministry time. Uh, and all ministry time is an, is an invitation. Freely you've received, now freely give. We want to have times where you can receive Jesus, receive his presence, receive his touch. Um, so we're, you may have gathered by now, we're charismatic. We believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe in his gifts, Christ's healing. And we believe they're available to everyone. They're available to everyone. And everyone can take part in healing. Everyone can be a minister of healing. And so we, we believe, in, believe in creating these gathered environments where we can worship, we can pray, we can open up the scriptures, and we can minister to one another. And in a moment, we're going we're gonna to do exactly that. God's presence is with us every single day. Um, every Sunday, we believe that the presence of God is here. Every Monday, we believe the presence of God is with you. But these times, we just want to create an opportunity to maybe reorient, reorient your life, to be healed, to receive maybe a, a prophetic promise. To be, for some of us, we need to be propped up. Some of us, we've had a really terrible week and we just need some propping up. We just need someone to come alongside and prop, prop us up. To come and literally be spiritually thrown into God's arms. Uh, the invitation is to just to come and to respond to what the Lord's doing. There are times for me when, I, when, I, when I've needed that. There's been times and seasons in my life, and I would say to Viv, if they do a, a time where they invite people to come up, and even if they say a one-legged single mum needs prayer, I say, I'm going. <laughs> I, I just, I need propping up. And so there would be these altar calls for all kinds of things. I'm like, I don't care, I'm just going. One-legged, single mums, I'm there. Like, I'm there. And the invitation for you is just to come. Respond to what the Lord is doing. You can come on your knees. You can come sceptical. You can come with your pain and your shame. We don't mind. Because Jesus knows your every need. That's, his, that's our promise. Jesus knows your every single need. And there's some, sometimes where we need someone to partner with us in prayer. Jesus always offers an invitation. And so what we're going to do is we're going to not just teach, but we're going to do. We're going to sort of get, get a bit messy. 
There are things in the New Testament called words of knowledge that are available for, for all. And uh, words of knowledge are, are simply supernatural revealings or in, information about a situation that you're facing or about a condition that you're feeling uh, which could never be known by natural means. And so what we're going to do is we're going to ask God, we're going to ask Jesus just to give us some information. And then what we're going to do is we're, I'm going to have a short time of prayer and then God might give you a, a picture in your mind, in your imagination. He might give you a phrase about someone's condition, maybe some pain. It might be that you might just need to check your body. Do you have pain at the moment that you didn't have before you walked in the room? It might be that God's kind of given you this pain, this symptom, but it's for someone else. It's for him to remind someone else that he's thinking about them. So, uh, and what we're going to do is we're just going to shout out different things that are, that are going on. And then we're going to have a time where we can, we can respond. So let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. Thank you for your presence here. We just take this moment to receive uh, your presence now. And Father, would you give us, would you drop little nuggets on people of conditions that other people might be facing or pain that other people might be facing that you want to heal? We invite your gifts to come, your Holy Spirit to come. So if you just want to carry on closing your eyes, receiving from God, do that. But just shout out where you are. If you felt any phrases or conditions or, or illnesses come up or anything specific happening, go. Just shout out. Daniel, right knee. Okay. So they could be two different, could be two different people. Yeah. Anyone else? Left ankle. Okay. The neck. Okay. Inside of the left ear. So heart or someone's going through a heartbreak. Okay. The jaw. Okay. You've got that to the right side. Two's right, right side. Okay. That's great. Thanks, Tony. Anyone else? Liver problems or cirrhosis of the liver. Yeah. Prickly eyes. Okay, great. Okay, so pain in pain in your eyes. Yeah. Not that you're just looking at me in a funny way. 
any pain in the eye. Actually, this morning, I, as I was praying, I had a similar thing, just eye, eye conditions, fuzziness around the eyes. So anyone, anyone with issues, maybe glaucoma is an issue as well. Anyone else? Maybe a couple more. You've lost something precious. Okay. Okay, one more. Right wrist. Shout it out, Terrell. Numbness in the finger, yeah. Okay. Okay, so there's been some information. If any of those conditions or names apply to you, would you just stand up? Would you just stand up? Any of those conditions? Any tooth problems? We've had some... Who had the to- tooth problems? Yeah. Okay. okay, if you're around each of those people, would you just um, just turn and face them, ask them what the condition is, and, and, and begin praying for them, and then we're going to invite the worship guys to come. Just simply ask them what the condition is and then begin praying.